Welcome to the Midlife Athlete Podcast. Um, we're recording this New Year's Eve, so um, by the time it probably gets out to you, um, we should wish you a uh, happy New Year and uh, good luck with all of your uh, goals and um, challenges and whatever else you've got lined up for the year. Um, happy New Year, Greg. Happy New Year, Jason. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Do you have a good uh, relaxing Christmas break? Very good, actually. Yeah, I've, I've uh, rather than actually taking time off exercise, I've been doing quite a lot. Actually, <laughs> I've had one day off in about ten days. So oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be consistent. Is the thing yeah. consistency and volume? That's how you build performance, mate. That's it. That is it. What is really interesting, actually, um, this is getting all a bit nerdy very soon, very early on. But I was, I was doing, I was, I've been doing these. I've got back on the bike. Finally, got back on the bike after my weight yes! training. Yes. Well, I need to because I'm doing this uh, London to Blackpool charity bike ride next April, um, and then a few of us are then going to go do the coast to coast after that. Um, so I need to get some miles in. But I, I started doing some just zone two steady state stuff on my turbo. And first first few sessions, I think, God, you know, it's meant to be easy and I'm actually finding it a little bit hard. Now, I was, in fairness, I was a little bit, a little bit of a head cold. But looking back on it now, after about three or four weeks um, of actually just being consistent, zone two, what's, what's really interesting is that I've now um, got to the point where I, I, my average speed has gone up for the same sort of uh, heart rate. So I'm now sort of a couple of miles an hour faster. Um, and as I'm sort of cycling, I'm going, this feels a lot better. I'm realizing what we talked about before that yeah, it, it ha- the physiological changes aren't really bedding in. I haven't suddenly, my, you know, my vascularity in my thighs haven't so, hasn't suddenly exploded. You know, mitochondria have started to you know get bigger, but there's probably going to be not much in terms of not much change at a sort of uh, muscle fiber level. Um, but which just shows a lot of it's just neurological, um, and so it's that sort of the brain's learning how to pedal a bit more efficiently and and just recruit m- muscles better. And and there's there's quite a lot um, going on, uh, so much more at a neurological level at this uh, in these early stages. So if I just keep the consistency up. I should see um, quite a lot of benefits going forwards. Yeah, but that's my, that's my that's my plan. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to try and try and join you on that coast to coast, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if we can, always um, wanted so, to do that. Hmm. So it'll be unsupported. It'll be supported all the way up uh, in this big this charity bike ride, and then across the coast will be a bit, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like squeaky bum time. <laughs> no support. We need a bike mechanic. Are you any good with bikes, Mike? Uh, uh, yeah, I can do some rudimentary stuff. It depends on like how bad the uh, how bad the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. I can cha- I can change a tire. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gets a bit more uh, when it's like you know um, derailer, electronic gear shifting, and how to try and yeah do workarounds. That then that's that's slightly more problematic, but. Um, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay. So um, we caught up and, uh, I mean, it's New Year. Everyone does resolutions. I don't tend to do them. Do you tend to do resolutions? Not really. Um, 
not so much. I tend to think about, I tend to think, well, I should be doing that a little bit more or that a little bit less, but not really. I, yeah. I just, I just tend to sort of get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Likewise. Likewise. But you've signed up for a new challenge. Oh yeah. Come on. Tell so, us about it. Uh, it was all, it all came to a head yesterday. So, uh, so based on your hundred press up, uh, hundred press ups a day in November, was it? Yeah. November. Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to do hundred percent press ups a day in 2024. Um, that's what I was thinking of doing. What for and the then, whole year? Yeah, hundred a day for a year. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, no, no more, no less. So not not trying to ramp it up or whatever like that, as you've done before. And I thought, no, okay, I'll just. That sounds quite good. Um, and then uh, Breezy, uh, Richard Breeze, and Nick Gibbons of the uh, World Burpee Team. Uh, they <laughs> heavy sigh. So <laughs> Breezy says, right, this is what I'm going to do on our little WhatsApp group. This is what I'm going to do. So he's going to do five chin-ups, 10 press-ups and 20 air squats a day. Uh, but adding one per day. Now that sounds like you're going to have to do 365 um, chin-ups by the, <laughs> by the end of the year. No, it's going to be unbroken. So, how, so basically how many can you do so you can't do any more? Then that, then you're done. Okay. So my my chin ups are appalling. So five is a, probably about my limit. Press ups ten easy, air squats easy, but it's going to get progressively harder. The air squats will just I probably be able to get to a hundred. I suspect. Press ups I'll be failing before way before that, and chin, and chin ups I'll be hitting oh i don't know but over a year you never well incremental changes small incremental changes you never know i might be able to do more than 10 but <laughs> by 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 december <laughs> if i can't there's something seriously wrong with me <laughs> but anyway, so, that's, that's the <clears throat> so let's unpick this a little bit then so you incrementally go up until obviously what happens when you hit your ceiling so let's say well, you you, yeah. you hit your ceiling at 10 pull-ups yeah. Right. So you can't incrementally increase it because you're no. just hitting it. So you just no. carry on doing 10. Well, trying to, trying to tell you, try and increase it. If you can then another day, you can then do 11. Great. If you, if it, if you suddenly get that ability to do an extra, an extra rep, then do it. But if you can only do 11 the next day, that's fine. But at some point, we should, <laughs> fingers crossed, we should see some adaptation, <laughs> which means I'll be able to do more <laughs> eventually. But it's not going to be adding one per day. I'll be able to do that with the with the air squats. Yeah, I should I should be able to get up to, you know, fifty, sixty, whatever. So we're heading into into March. By the time I'm thinking, okay, I can't do any more. But then, okay, then you then you consolidate and you maybe stick to those numbers for four or five days and try and do an another extra rep or two whenever when you feel you can so you're just slowly pushing up that that ceiling but it's all about being unbroken right and and the goal is the goal because you guys are interested in the uh adaptations that occur over a period of time is the goal just to just get regular consistent or multiple uh, goals? 
I don't know. Breezy was always talking about doing press ups. Uh, sorry, chin ups, because he's rubbish at them as well. Um, but I think he's better than I am. But uh, I think it was just a case of can we get better at these things? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, when you're starting at five, the answer should be yes. <laughs> you should get better. <laughs> you should. Whether that happens is another matter. But, um, Going back to your thing about, you know, why are we doing this? Uh, because it's we're stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're slightly, we're, we're slight, there's, there's a slight screw loose somewhere. So, so this is where our podcast turns into what some people, Freudian slippages come out and they call it the midlife crisis mm. uh, before they correct themselves and say, oh, midlife athlete. Well, yes. my wife does anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, well, I'm... I keep on saying it. We all keep on saying it about, you know, we're trying to stay fit and stay, but keeping it interesting. And this is, this will be interesting. Um, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the year ahead with a certain amount of trepidation because I know, I, well, I look back on my year of burpees and probably think that was probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> easier than I'm about, what I'm about to do now with these bloody pull-ups. They are my nemesis. Um, but you never know. But come June, I might like them. You never know. But I'll, I'll keep I'll keep you updated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're all going to be fascinated but, to see whether you can hit ten. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow uh, should be a, a, a good day. <laughs> I should the ten press ups and twenty air squats. They're in the bag. They are a done deal. It's, it's what you don't sound really confident about the five pull-ups. Oh, I know. I know. I'm rubbish. I am. I am. I'm, I'm appalling. I'm appalling. But there's, there's okay. There's, there's, there's pull-ups, chin-ups. There's the CrossFit pull-up, which involves a big sort of body swing. So there's, yeah. I'm going for the sort of the purest hang. Pull myself all the way up, back down so my arms are straight, back up again, which I think is the the harder of hardest to do. Uh, with the hand over rather than the hand under grip and slightly wider. So it's it's probably going to be the most challenging. Yeah. Uh, I may <laughs> I may have to park that. <laughs> Depends on how tomorrow goes. <laughs> well, you'll have to message me and let me know. Um, <clears throat> so I've got, what, are you, what are you up to? A couple of challenges. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do dry January, first time I've ever done it. Not okay. that I drink much alcohol anyway, but I thought... Oh. No, you are a lightweight. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, it's all part of this midlife athlete framework, Greg. <laughs> you just missed out that bit. There's, there's a little... In our little diagram, there's a little side diagram, a little little, <laughs> little circle out by itself with alcohol in it. <laughs> with no... There's no links in to, to improving... Improving, improving the framework. It's just that's only on your version, mate. That's only okay. on your version. Okay. Um, so I'm going to try and do. I'm going to do dry January. I will do it. I don't think that'll be that much of a challenge, really. And then um, I've I I did. I don't know if we talked about this, but I did a, a breath work course. Yes. Uh, for athletic performance, and it was like over four days. Anyway, yeah. during that course, the tutor mentioned this. Um, company in the states called shift and and he mentioned it in the context of a functional breathing test that this this company shift uh do i think it's a free test 
Um, I can put the link out if anyone's interested. But um, so I came across them as a result of that, and I think I must have signed up for the newsletter because they then sent me something saying, "Oh, we're going to do a seven-day sleep challenge, and which mm. is all about improving people's sleep." So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do it because I thought potentially interesting, and I thought I'll blog about it for our Substack. So for listeners, mm-hmm. if you're not Substack, Substack every week, um, do sign up, and yeah, I'm going to blog today about it um, with results. So I guess. Um, there'll be subjective results. How do I feel? I feel I have a good night's sleep. But I got gifted an aura ring, uh, which I've had oh, wow. for a couple of months. And uh, I'm going to do, um, obviously tap into that as well. So there'll be subjective results. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about I think they must be doing different um, sleep protocol things as well. So mm. um, I don't know. Do that for anything of interest. Yeah, but what what exercise stuff have you got on the on the horizon? Um, <clears throat> I've got uh, some cycling stuff. Um, I'm going to do some stuff for the local bike shop, some coaching, which will be nice. Um, get back to doing some coaching and um, hands on coaching, mm. skills coaching, that kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm going to do some rides with them because they want to kind of transform themselves into more of a shop that. Um, does experiences um wow. so we're going to do like a, a fake uh paris roubaix ride uh, and then watch the watch the pro race at the end um they did a charity ride i think from richmond in yorkshire to richmond in um here in london um a few years back and i've said well why don't we resurrect that and make that an annual thing and maybe do richmond you know yorkshire richmond London, Richmond, London, Richmond, Yorkshire, yeah. formative years, that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Raise money for charity. So I'm going to do a bit of that. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to join you on your coast to coast. That I've always wanted to do that, so that mm. would be great. Um, so, yeah, just nothing. Um, hoping to see the Tour de France. Uh, so we're booked, booked to stay down in Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'll book a, book a bike and I'll uh, do some riding around there because the riding is superb. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Superb, superb. Oh yeah, <laughs> you've got to get in the swing of things, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, I work on the French accent. <laughs> well, we, um, I've got a um, a guest uh, keen to come on, um, who did the Patagon Man. Have you heard of that? No. What is it? It is uh, whether it's uh, self proclaimed, but it's it's uh, it's a triathlon. And it's uh, it sounds bonkers. It's in Patagonia. Um, it's I think I think I'm right in, in saying it's unsupported by by the organisers. But basically, you can bring you have to bring your own support along. Um, but the, what got me was that the it, it starts before dawn. You get on a ferry. They they take take the ferry out sort of three point eight kilometres, and then you jump off the back. And then swim back to shore. <laughs> in the, you basically jump off in the dark. Um, and this year they did it in December, early December. And um, 
they, they lost, I think, well, they lost, they didn't lose anyone. They, five or six people didn't even bother jumping in. They went, nope, not doing that, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds almost like SAS, SBS type things, isn't it? You know, uh, it's, 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 uh, it, it sounds horrific. I mean, the, 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 the marathon is, is, uh, is over. It's just rough terrain. It's not even tarmac. Uh, but sounds you know a spectacular spectacular environment mm. but apparently the wind is horrific <laughs> it just blows an absolute hooli um anyway he he's, he completed it um he's done a few sort of conventional ironmans uh so he'll, he'll have a he'll have a few stories to tell about uh the difference with this patagon man it's, it's only the fourth time they've run it um so it's uh and it's and it's the ballot is quite small so this will be a hell of a hell of a thing to talk about. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, get, we'll get him on soon. I've not heard of that race at all. Uh, no, I hadn't. I hadn't. He basically, he's he's my next door neighbor's uh, brother-in-law. So I heard about this um, sort of um, sort of third hand, um, and um, yeah, sounds sounds amazing, but but quite quite <laughs> quite challenging. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, that sounds yeah, that sounds good. And we still need to. Um, uh, pick up on uh, the nutrition. Mm. Uh, quite happy to to do, and I did a lot of research on it. But uh, it'd be really mm. good to get a nutritionist. I have reached out to a few people, but I'm going to try try some more. And um, I know you and I have always talked about this, and we talked a little bit about it when we spoke to Phil Cavell, the midlife mm. cyclist, about getting a cardiologist and um, yep. the different effects that you know this endurance exercise and, and strength training and all the stuff mm. he's having mm. uh, on us from a cardiology perspective. Um, well, I know a cardiologist. <clears throat> ah. so I'll, I'll reach out to him. Yeah. Um, so that would be really cool if we could get those lined up because they're kind of some experts that we, mm. for some reason, haven't managed to get on today, yeah. which, yeah. which will be good. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think um, – I don't think I've got any big, like you know, challenges or anything lined up. I quite like these kind of little mini do this for do this for a month sort of. Not stuff. for a year. <laughs> well, interesting it, it, you say that. I uh, I enjoyed the press up challenge so much that I've carried on doing them. Um, All right. And I tend to do, I don't tend to do 100 a day. I tend to do 50. Yeah. Um, but what I've also started to do when I do them is do breath holes when you're doing the press-ups. Mm. So um, you do the same format, you know, 10, set of 10 on the minute every minute. Mm. But this time you just do a normal um, exhale when you go down for the press-up and then you hold your breath essentially for the duration of the 10 press-ups all right and then you breathe in which tends to be more of a <laughs> when you breathe in yeah um so what why what so what's the purpose of that was the that purpose of that is um i mean free divers do a lot of um apnea training uh using sort of interval type stuff mm. but it but it but the purpose of it is a breath holds can replicate uh, altitude training oh right Okay. Uh, so if you did it over sort of four or five weeks, I haven't yet had a block 
So I've been interrupted by a flu before Christmas, but um, I haven't yet had a block of about four to six weeks to really see the benefits of it. But it's really bizarre, Greg, because you and I have both been in endurance situations where mentally you have to tough it out. Mm. And it's just the thing in your head says, come on now, you know, you need to sort, sort this out and get down to it and so on. This is a different sort of mental challenge like I get when I first started doing it, I got to about six or seven press ups in and there's almost like a panic that sets in that you want right. to yeah, breathe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you have to go into this super relaxed state mentally to just be calm um, so that you can get through that sort of initial urge, if you like, that you've got mm. because if you just hold your breath, that's kind of fine. You could do that probably for 20 seconds, 25 seconds. But because you're exerting yourself at the same yeah. time, um, that window just shrinks. And so um, your body or your rather your brain is saying, what the hell are you doing? Breathe. Come on, breathe. Um, <laughs> so you have to kind of have this really bizarre, relaxed state that you enter to be able to, to achieve it. And I think I could probably do more than 10 now, but um, – yeah, it's it's really weird. I'll give that a go tomorrow. Yeah, just just do a normal exhale and then hold your breath it, it, for the ten. It, it, again, this is getting quite nerdy, but humans, well, mammals are passive breathers, so we don't have, we can't, we have, we have to, we have to breathe. We have no choice. <laughs> um, uh, whereas something like a, I think it's I think turtles are active breathers. So they actually have to f go and breathe. They can actually hold their breath and then die, if they, which has been known where, where they, they drop, they avoid predators and they, they're underwater and then they basically run out of air and they die. But they don't, they don't die by inhaling water. They just, they just run out of oxygen and then they, and then they die uh, without taking a breath. Uh, whereas you know, we, we would drown in the water because we, we eventually, we hold our breath, hold our breath, can't do any more, then the the reflex is so powerful, you breathe in and then you breathe in water and then you down, then you drown. So, yeah, um, interestingly, so it's, it's, it's almost like sorry, sorry. I say it, that that sort of panic is is almost a a, a, a sort of li your lizard brain going right. You're going to drown. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. <laughs> so no, you're totally take a breath. Right. Yeah, that, I mean, it's it's you know the um, the response uh, is based around that, but it, it you're concern that the brain has is the buildup of co2 mm. that's that's the that's the issue the buildup of co2 um causes us to go actually i need to i need to ex expel this so what you can also do is build up your levels of co2 tolerance uh, which of course if you think about it that's really what you're doing in altitude right you're building up your levels of co2 tolerance because your oxygen levels are less yeah well yes but i mean by that you mean that well human breathing is is we are driven by this carbon dioxide not by oxygen we're not driven yes. by a lack of oxygen we're driven by the co2 co2 yeah which is why carbon monoxide poisoning happens. We, we keep breathing in carbon monoxide people when they die with carbon monoxide poisoning it's because they keep breathing because the brain's trying to get rid of it but it keeps accumulating and they keep trying to get rid of it <laughs> yes um rather than a lack of oxygen yeah 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 <clears throat> Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Give it a go on your 10. I will. 
on my ten. Not not my, not with chin ups. No, no, you've got <laughs> enough. You've got enough pressure on your chin ups as it is, mate. <laughs> right, I'm going to change the subject completely, and I'm going to advise you to read a book, uh, which I'm currently in the middle of. Uh, so uh, Nick Gibbons, my my fellow burpeteer, <clears throat> uh, gave it to me for Christmas. It's called Beryl. Um, it's about Beryl Burton. Have you heard of Beryl oh, Burton? Oh, I have heard of Beryl Burton. She was an amazing cyclist. She was an amazing cyclist. And this, the argument this uh, writer is is putting out is that she's she's certainly the greatest British athlete ever. Um, and there is there is calls for her to be one of the greatest cyclists ever. Uh, I mean, he he puts her up there with Eddie Merckx. Um, in as much as her dominance of her of her sport it at, at a time when <clears throat> women were ignored pretty much i mean the misogyny the, the misogyny in the, the, that's that's recounted in this book is just horrific the british uh uh cycling federation were just awful <laughs> to to them but she they would send out a fully fully funded men's team who would come back with a bronze and the women's team would go out there with a hundred pounds between them all in the 1960s, and and they'd come back with five medals, and they would still be ignored on a on a yearly basis. But she was she was the first woman to ever of any in any sport to beat a man's a men's athletic record. <laughs> she came, she 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 um she competed in a she was invited to compete in a in a uh, a famous um cycling event on the continent where she was she was she was lauded she was she was a household name on the continent but nothing over here um she yeah she came 15th out of uh, against all these professional men these you know um the guy who won it had won two tour de france gimondi gimondi italian guy and she was only 18 minutes behind him and she beat other men just just yeah it was an incredible an incredible uh uh woman and she was she she was a a complete amateur she had a um she had a she worked in a rhubarb farm so she spent her time just picking rhubarb and just lugging stuff around um which she said made her more supple um and this book is incredible. The, the, the feats that she's she did. I mean, it's just 277 miles in 12 hours. So she averaged 23 miles an hour. Uh and that was the that was the race she broke. She she beat the men. 100 men. And she <laughs> she beat them by like five minutes, the, the, the nearest guy, who also broke the record at the time, but she she broke the, the record. Yeah, yeah, no, she she was she was amazing. There there are two women um cyclists uh who sort of did these they used to do a lot of what they call point to point races. Mm. Um and uh yeah, they 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 were both amazing. But but Beryl is um yeah, she's she's I mean almost a freak, I think. Well, it was, it was some interesting stuff based about based on her her performances but um i mean in her in her training when she was when she was leading up to a race she was doing 400 miles a week um and but she, you know she had a family and a job 
full time job, and she was she was going she was going over to the, to the world championships and beating beating professionals effectively uh, uh, cyclists who were allowed to give up work for six months prior to prior to training. She called them shamateurs, <laughs> um, but um, she was the first woman un, uh, to 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 do under four minutes for the three thousand meter pursuit. Um, just, some of it, some of her records were just incredible mm. incredible um but her training was I say she talked about the easy mile i mean she cycled everywhere i mean that was her tr- mode of transport but it was all it was she banged on about easy miles and just getting the job done you know just just put the miles in put the miles in put the miles in but it was mm. the lo- vast majority of it was that sort of zone two and she had no power meter she had no heart rate monitor she had yeah the the looking at looking at the bike she was doing these time trials on there's no aero <laughs> woolen 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 shorts and a and a and a and a baggy top you know <laughs> she was absolutely destroying people it was yeah. incredible yeah 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 no she probably would have just operated on a very simple basis of could she hold a conversation with somebody and hmm. um if she could that then she knew she was roughly in the right sweet spot but also some of these uh, they were t- the author was talking to some um to some people uh, um tom kerrigan uh is it tom kerrigan tim kerrigan tim kerrigan no no uh, he's the um he was a he was a uh, physiologist at uh, uh team sky oh t- uh, tim kerrigan tim kerrigan yeah um and he was just saying but basically she just probably had she was completely tuned into her body so much so that she just knew exactly what she'd had to do and when, and then she was, and she just, inc- she was just incredibly robust um, and was able to just withstand a huge amount of, of, of load of training load. So in that place, she was physiologically a bit of a freak, but um, yeah, she, she would, she would ride 10 miles to, to pick up her mates, her cycling partner, they would then cycle 50 miles to a, to a track event. Uh, they would then race on the track, train on the track, beat everyone, including the men, and then they cycle home. <laughs> it, it, it makes my one it makes my 90 minutes on the turbo just seem absolutely pointless. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, she 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 was she was a special lady, and 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 just so kind of as you say, uh, they just never had the recognition that they fully deserved. Oh God, no, no. Yeah, it's an absolute shame, absolute shame. But anyway, but an amazing book. I'm sort of halfway through it, but I I recommend it. It's just called Beryl. Yeah, I think I know the one. And I, I there's a film, and I can't remember if the film was about Beryl. Or the other lady whose name I've been trying to remember as you were recounting Beryl. Mm. Um, I went to see a showing of um, Pantani, um, right. which was a, yeah, uh, but they had this film beforehand. Um, I can't remember if it was about Beryl or the other lady, but um, I found that way more interesting and fascinating than the Pantani film. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. get over the fact that the Pantani thing was all clouded by, you know, being a drug cheat. Whereas, whereas these ladies were like, you know, the antithesis of that really. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, they did it because they loved it. Yes. They, it they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's my recommendation. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, and I know you've, you've loaned me that book uh, about um, cycling along that uh, Western front. Yes. Well, that, that was the, Which I haven't that, started reading yet. Well, that, yeah, that's the, um, that was also uh, uh, gifted to me by, by Nick um, last Christmas, I think it was. Um, yeah. Cycling the, the um, uh, Western front. So it was, the, so it was the, probably the hardest, they said it was the hardest um, multi-stage race ever. And he's only run once yeah. <laughs> in 1919. These, these, Poor buggers, unsupported, who having to cycle around uh, the battlefields of the Western Front. Um, effectively, only about it was only about six or seven months after, no less than that, six about six months after the um, after the armistice. So basically, the battlefields were still full of dead men and animals and barbed wire, and they were having to cycle <laughs> hundreds of miles in a day it's just unbelievable that ugh, incredible incredible yeah 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 right right on that note um well when are we going to get this guy on to talk about the uh, this crazy iron man uh i've reached out to him i haven't heard back yet um but uh it'll be i uh, hopefully in the next few weeks cool that'll be good That'd be good. Um, yeah, and listeners, in the meantime, if you want some interesting stuff, I hope it's interesting. It seems to be interesting. Most people seem to think so. Leave a few comments. We do have the Substack newsletter. As I say, sign up. Um, you get a, a newsletter, email newsletter every week. And um, it can be a range of different things. Sign up for that. Cool. Um, right. Well, should we call it a day then, Greg? Call it a day. Um, I've got a bottle of red to open uh, <laughs> for New Year, so uh, yeah, I better go now. Yeah, it's calling. To well, me. I so I bought we bought our eldest daughter a cocktail mixer for Christmas, one of the presents. Oh God! Oh so my she's God. got some friends around doing some cocktails now, and I did half jokingly say that I would do a cocktail, one cocktail on the minute, every minute until I dropped. <laughs> Now that's the sort of uh, New Year's resolution I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I thought, no, uh, Kath might actually have to ring an ambulance. <laughs> Stomach pumped. So I thought that may not be a good idea. Well, mate, you've got you've got a dry January to look forward to. Just just have a blowout now, mate. Get it all out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. On that note, happy yeah. New Year and. Uh, Let's uh, let's catch up with the uh, with the guy with the Patagonia Mad Triathlon sounds. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> can't wait for that one. All right, bye, mate. Take care. Cheers. See you later. Bye.